This is LifeLinks with a DL link. Five minutes past 12 o'clock. Good afternoon to you. It is a rather beautiful Thursday afternoon. Um, you are tuned to 101.9 Hyphen. This is the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. Nikki Seberini here with you for the next hour. Um, and wow, once again, we're, as soon as we hit the end of the month, we go, wow, time is flying. Already the 28th of February, um, the end of the month is upon us. And incidentally, we know and um, because we've been talking about it a lot, that the DL Link is sending a team over to run the Jerusalem Marathon, Team DL Link. Um, the registration finished last week on the, the 22nd of September, but you can still get involved if you would like to sponsor a runner, or you can even donate to the building project. And the good news is that because this is the last day of Thursday, uh, the last day of February, I beg your pardon, it, the financial year ends today. So if you do contact the DL link today um, and make a donation or sponsor a runner, you will get um, the, your 2018 Section 18A tax-exempt certificate. So don't hesitate. Um, do it today. You really want to do it. Don't wait for tomorrow. Um, if you want to find out more about it, contact the DL link on 485-3269. That's 011 Go to the website www.dllink.co.za or donate com- uh, uh, imi- um, directly. So go to dllink.co.za forward slash donate. We're going to have some Jerusalem Marathon runners in the studio. The one has never run a marathon before. She's going to be doing 21Ks. The other one has um, and unfortunately well, he's run comrades uh, before but unfortunately he's injured himself. But his wife is going to be going so he's going to be telling us about his story, the build-up, um, getting ready physically, getting ready mentally to go um, to join Team DL Link, to run with a warrior's name um, on their backs, and of course, just to make their way through this glorious ancient city. So we'll be bringing you a little bit more um, of that a little bit later on. I have a question for you. When we had this phenomena of the secret, remember the book, The Secret, and it was all about um, how you could use the law of attraction to manifest what you wanted in life. I mean, it was just a few months ago that I, I interviewed John Kehoe. He's someone I've been following for many, many years, talking about the mind and, um, again, the positive thinking and the visualization and attracting what you want in life to you. And I'm sure there are many of you who have followed that way of thinking, try to apply these skills. And maybe there's some of you who've kind of poo-pooed it because it's it's just not scientific enough, you know. It's maybe a bit woo-hoo. I'm not sure what it is. Um, but I, I just want to notify you that if that was your line of thinking, you've got to really listen closely to the next half hour because all of the ideas of manifesting and law of attraction and whatnot – They've all been backed by breakthroughs in neuroscience. So because of brain scans and because you have these neuroscientists who are looking into it, they are seeing the benefits of rewiring the brain, neuroplasticity. Now, isn't that phenomenal? Isn't it incredible that we're looking at the more spiritual side and now we're looking at the science, the neuroscience and how it's merging? And what it does is it tells us that we have the power, power, 
to create the life that we want. How does that feel? Maybe it feels a little bit overwhelming. Maybe it feels like it's something that other people can do and it's not something I can do. I mean, our guest who's running 21 kilometers, she'll talk about the power of the mind, getting ready in a few months to run a Jerusalem marathon. Well, I am very, very excited after the break to welcome our first guest by the name of Dr. Tara Swart. She has written a book, Open Your Mind. It's the source. It's called The Source. Open Your Mind, Change Your Life. And um, Dr. Swant is going to be telling us about her experience of how she stumbled across this, how she lives her life, how she changes people's lives, and very specifically how you and I can rewire our brains to have the lives that we want. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is LifeLinks with a DL link. Thank you so much for staying with us. This is the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. So just before the break, I, I spoke about our guest, Dr. Tara Swart, who is, um, well, she's pretty incredible. I mean, she's a neuroscientist. She's a leadership coach, an award-winning author, and a medical doctor. Um, she's at the forefront of the application of neuroscience to business um, and, and individuals and how they can change their lives. And when this book arrived, I was very, very excited because... I love the neuroscience behind managing and mastering the mind to get what we want. So I'd like to welcome Dr. Tara Swart. Welcome, Dr. Swart. Great to have you on the show. Hi, Nikki. Such a pleasure to be speaking with you and to South Africa. Well, you actually have quite a connection with South Africa, don't you? I do. I was just working out. It was 21 years ago that I first came to South Africa and obviously absolutely fell in love with it. Oh, and not just with it, but with someone living in it. Yes. So um, my surname is Swart by my first marriage. And um, so I have, you know, ex-in-laws and uh, people I consider family that I'm really close to that all live there and work there. So, yeah, very strong connection. No, that's that's fantastic, Dr. Swart. You know, such an interesting upbringing um, growing up in the UK. And as you said, in your family, um, doing things like um, believing in reincarnation and the, being very mindful of the food that you ate and being aware of mind and meditation, etc., etc. You know, this is what you grew up with. Um, and then, of course, you went on to become a doctor, uh, a, a neuroscientist, and, 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 and you reached a stage in your life when you thought, you know, there's, there's some conflict, there's, uh, I'm doing this, I'm, it's not really what I want to be doing. Perhaps you can just explain um, to our audience where you were, where your mindset was at that particular point in your life. Yeah, so I, I guess I'd kind of grown up in a double life where I lived in England, went to school in England, eventually went to medical school there, but my, you know, my cultural heritage was was very Indian. My parents had emigrated to England in the 50s. Um, so I dutifully went to medical school because that was what was really wanted from me. And I did love it. And I um, was good at science and I really cared for my patients. Um, as I mentioned, 21 years ago, when I was still a medical student, I came to Cape Town. I did some work experience at Hutuskir and then the following year at Shongwe Mission Hospital. And I think that really opened my eyes that there's a whole world out there with a mixture of cultures that can or may not coexist side by side. And that there were just so many different things you could do to be with people, help people understand different cultures. And so I stuck with the psychiatry for seven years and my ex-husband and I, we traveled the world and 
um, had lots of interesting work experiences. But I just began to feel like there was something different that I could do. But it was so frightening to leave medicine because it's so vocational. So I thought about it for two years. And then actually it was my ex-husband's uncle, um, Uncle Christo, who said, make a list of a 100 things that you could possibly do. When you get to a 100, there'll be one thing on that list that you can actually do. Hmm. And for me was coaching. So I discovered coaching. It's very zen. It's very psychological. It seemed like a sensible transfer of my skills. Mm. And I took a massive leap of faith. And, you know, my husband at the time massively supported me. So, yeah, it's it's scary. But now I look back and think it would have been such a risk for me to not do it, to not fulfill my potential. And and so wonderful, really, because, I mean, you, you, you're this neuroscientist, you've got a PhD in neuroscience, and you bring that in. So you merge the side. I mean, you heard the introduction when I spoke about the John Kehoe, um, the law of attraction, manifesting the secret, and people always like, okay, so what is that? So if I really, really want something, if I really, really think about it, I'm going to get it. Or, okay, I'm feeling bad. Let me just quickly turn it around and maybe try and feel good. And um, let me see how I can turn turn things around and it's just this whole idea that you know for some people it really really worked and I think for a lot of people they kind of lost interest very quickly but you've taken um, the idea of the manifesting these these truths this law of attraction the manifesting the visualization etc and you have found the scientific proof of 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 how it can work in in changing your life um how how has that helped you in in your coaching and how have you applied it? Um, well, I apply it really by trying to demonstrate it. And I think that for people who aren't happy just with blind faith, there needs to be some kind of science or proof that if you make the effort to do these things, they will actually make a difference. And so a really strong point in the book is that, for example, I, I believe in vision boards and I've been making them for seven or eight years now um, or longer, actually, um, maybe nine. So. A vision board is like a collage that you make. I've often made them in South Africa, actually, because I'm often in South Africa in December, January, with all the goals and dreams that you have for that year. But the big difference between the secret and the source is that before people used to say, make your vision board and then wait for these things to come true. Wait for, you know, checks to come in the post. Wait for your dreams to just suddenly come from nowhere. I'm saying... You have to do something every day to move yourself towards those goals. You've got to get your brain primed to seize opportunities, but then you actually have to seize them. You have to work hard. You have to meet the right people and make it happen. And because I've done that, so, you know, I I guess the most obvious story is that I'm not a writer at all. I'm a scientist and a medical doctor. And so writing a book was really, really hard for Mm. me. And I've written a couple before with other people, but just doing it by myself was a huge challenge. And we had a little book party in London last week and the publisher said, because Tara believes in manifestation and abundance, she doesn't think that it's unusual that the biggest publisher in the world came to her and basically offered her a contract. Mm -hmm. She doesn't think it's amazing that the book's already been sold in 25 territories before it was even published. I do think those things are amazing, but I know that I worked really hard to try to make those things come true. 
I love this book, Tara. I really, really love this book. Um, and I can't recommend it highly enough because you take us through, um, the side of the visualization. You talk about these principles. You start off with the principles. Then you break down the mind, the brain, how the brain works. Um, and then you help people with exercises. So I, I, you know, I've thrown out a word called, you know, neuroplasticity and these brain rewiring. For our listeners, can you just explain what is that all about and what role does that play? in us being able to create the the world that we want? Neuroplasticity is the most exciting thing that's happened in neuroscience research in the last 20 years. And so we used to think that your brain grew and changed till we were about 18 and then that you're kind of stuck with the personality that you have at that age. We now know that it actively grows and changes in response to everything we experience. So every person we meet, everything we smell, every emotion that we experience till we're about 25. From 25 to 65, you can do things to keep your brain, the scientific word is plastic, but really it means flexible. Mm -hmm. And um, so anything that you do that's intense, like learning a new language, and obviously in South Africa, like everyone's bilingual or multilingual, so you have a great head start, um, keeps your brain flexible, open to change, able to take on changes and risks. So the analogy is really of learning a language. And any change that you want to make in your brain, whether it's becoming more emotionally intelligent, whether it's setting yourself up for marriage and having a family or a particular career choice or starting your own business, it's literally about building this pathway in your brain until it reaches a tipping point where that's your natural behavior and it becomes easy for you. Mm-hmm. And that's really what the biggest underlying theme of the book is that you can change your brain to make your life how you want it to be. I mean, I think particularly in South Africa, I'm really mindful that there are people living in very different sets of circumstances where, um, you know, saying you can have anything that you want has potentially a sort of negative connotation. Mm-hmm. But I do really believe that we can all be better than we are at the moment. We can all do something to improve our life circumstances through the choices that we make. So that's what it's really about. Hmm. Tara, we, we're, we're going to take a quick break. Um, I'll be back with more questions. It's such a fascinating, um, wonderful topic. So please stay with us. This is LifeLinks with a DL link. Thank you so much for staying with us. On the line, I have Dr. Tara Swart. Um, she is the author of the book called The Source. Tara, just before the break, we were talking about um, how you can transform your brain. Um, and um, you mentioned us being in autopilot. So it's almost as if we are unconscious and we are reacting and behaving according to these patterns that we have. Is, is that how you would describe this autopilot? Yeah. So I, I mean, think of it like the journey that you take to work every morning. You mm-hmm. don't think about that. You turn up at work and it's kind of just passed you by without you being conscious of it. Um, that's fine. That's great. But it's not great if you're doing that, for example, in your personal relationships. If you look back and you have a string of issues that you've had in your relationships because you always tend to react in the same way emotionally, for example, or because you don't listen to your intuition when it's telling you something quite strongly. So it's all about raising from not so conscious to very conscious, very front of mind, what it is that you do, what your natural reactions are, how you respond to certain people in certain situations, and and to know that you have a choice to to change that, to respond differently, to make your future 
better and different to what it might have been if you never thought about it. Mm. So how do we how do we wake up to it? How do we transform our 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 brains? Um, well, obviously, I wrote the book. <laughs> Don't try to get... <laughs> just you know, just in five minutes, just quickly go through yeah. the book. But I mean, for people for people who are listening, Tara, and it's it sounds like really, really overwhelming. It's so is is it a matter of just being conscious and then saying I'm going to take the steps, and then obviously the the examples and the exercises and everything go that goes with it. But what what is that first step? Mm-hmm. Um. So the book is very practical and it has lots of exercises in it, starting from very small, simple ones and building up to more sort of complicated ones with visualizations and meditations and things. But I think if you do one thing, I would suggest making a vision board um, because it's very visual and tactile. Although, to be honest, this year I've done mine on Pinterest. Um, it sort of it activates the parts of your brain that are more subconscious. It bypasses logic and gets straight to those visual, emotional parts of your brain. Um, so you have these pictures of what you think you want in your life. I keep mine by my bed, so I see it at least first thing in the morning and last thing at night. Um, and so the way that the brain works is that it filters out information that's not relevant to us in our busy day. Mm-hmm. And it assigns, it tags each piece of information that we do notice with a certain value, like this is important to my survival. When you create a vision board that you look at repeatedly, it brings to the front of the mind, your mind, the things that you want that you're trying to achieve. And so you're more likely to notice an opportunity to, to, uh, to achieve that. And, you know, I'll give you a really small example because I love South Africa so much and I went there first as a medical student. Um, when I got divorced, I felt like I would never go to South Africa again. Hmm. But I just had this really strong feeling that I didn't have to lose my connection to South Africa. And the first time I went back, I was working for um, a company called BRG, two great ladies um, who run these workshops. I nearly cried when I stood up and said how much it means to me to be back in South Africa in my new job. Hmm. And to be honest, being on the radio in South Africa, and hopefully I'll be in South Africa later this year promoting the book, that's on my vision board. That's amazing. Amazing. So how, how do you, the, the vision board, as you're saying, it's tactile, it's visual, you're cutting up pictures, you're putting them, you're planning, you're thinking about the year, you're getting excited about things, or you, you can do it on Pinterest, you say, which is, mm. which is, which is great. But I'm sure having it actually stuck up on your wall is probably a whole lot better. I think it's better. Yeah. Um, I just, I guess I got lazy, but I had a year where I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's convenient. This is technology. This is where we're going, you know? Yeah, and I think, you know, that also says that we move with the times we change, our brain changes, what we need changes. Um, so there were years where having a tactile vision board was really important to me. And I think now mine, you know, for example, this year, mine is much more about the book. So mm. it's okay to have that on my phone. Yeah. Okay. So let's just summarize. So we're on the same page. So we're on autopilot. We don't even realize that we're on autopilot. So we're repeating the same habits. We are doing the same things without <laughs> us really realizing it. We're kind of, we're just going along for the ride. And you're saying that um, we have these incredible brains. They are malleable. They can be rewired. This idea that our brain stops developing at a certain stage in our lives is simply not true and that when we re-
rewire the brain. When we have new neural pathways, we can change our lives. So we become aware of opportunities and situations that we didn't think um, were available to us. So when we consciously do it, when we work on it, you say every single day you have to work on it. A vision board is a great way to start. Then you can start to design, so to speak, your own life. And and it and it fits into what uh, you know people have been talking about for thousands of years, really. And of course, you know, a book like the 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 Secret and the John Kehoe's, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, about this law of attraction, this visualization, and the manifestation. Am I on the right track? You have described that. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't think I need to speak anymore. You basically said everything. Um, Listen, I've got lots of questions. Yes. That, um, the vision board is a really big thing to do. The sort of the daily work is really keeping a journal. That's okay. what shows you where your barriers are. So if you read back over your journal, you start to see, oh, I did that again. Um, oh, I did that without realizing. Um, and things like keeping gratitude lists and lists of your accomplishment just Bring to the front of your mind how amazing and powerful your brain actually is because it's just too easy to get on with the day job and be annoyed with the children and, and then go to bed. Yeah. Um, so, you know, these are ways of raising it in your consciousness and because you have to know what it is that you need to change or do. And okay. so that's the, the first start. Okay. okay. So, so let's look at the brain because we, we talk about the gratitude and the journal and the vision board. But in this book, you describe the prefrontal cortex and you describe, you describe the limbic brain. And for people listening, they're like, Oh, what does that all mean? But it's really important to understand it because we have this emotional side. We have this negative bias. And then if we operate from a different part of our brain, um, the more executive functions kick in. So we don't even realize that sometimes we're being undone because we're not managing our minds properly. Perhaps you can just explain quite simply for our audience how that works. So I thought very long and hard about how scientific to make the book because I also, you know, I, for some people that can be a bit off-putting. Mm. Um, and I decided to describe it like this amazing journey through your brain and literally like how the brain unfolds in a in a fetus, um, how the brain makes you you, how it becomes the organ that is really who you are and and absolutely our best asset. So very, very simply, um, we have a spinal cord and a brainstem. And then deep inside the brain, we have this limbic area, which is more emotional and intuitive. And wrapped around the brain, we have this cortex, which is more logical um, and to do with motivation and things like that. And this cortex has developed, you know, it's the reason that we're the most successful animal on the planet. So it's made us much more logical. But actually, I wanted to challenge that view in society that logic is good and emotion is bad and say, mm. actually, if we can master our emotions, that's the key to making better decisions. And really, our life is the sum of the decisions and choices that we make. So I broke it down into six ways of thinking, which correlate to six pathways in the brain. So rather than thinking of parts of the brain or left and right, it's much more important to think of it as interconnected pathways, like a sort of spaghetti junction. Mm -hmm. And it's basically about master your emotions, know yourself, which is the brain-body connection, trust your gut, which is your intuition, make good decisions, which is our logical pathway, stay motivated and resilient, and then, as you said, finally create your life. So, you know, using all of those brain pathways to say, I do actually have a lot more choice than I thought, in what I accept and tolerate in my life. 
So Tara, let, let's look at for our listeners, because this is a show we talk a lot about cancer and, um, it's quite interesting. A few weeks ago, I had a gentleman in the studio who was diagnosed with a very rare cancer in 2005 and he took a very active role in his, his treatment. He, he, he decided not to go for chemo. He had surgery and he ch- turned his life around. He did things that you talk about in the book about uh, health, um, his eating, his exercise, but he also went for intensive psychotherapy, working on issues and past issues and Issues from ancestors, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Um, and his healing and his recovery has been so successful. I mean, in 2019, he's entering a an Ironman competition. But I mean, this is one unique story that we're talking about. I also interviewed a warrior um, in December, and he's uh, put an app together called Cancer Dojo, um, and he talks about tackling cancer creatively and he mentions P&I a lot so that's the psychoneuroimmunology the study of the effect of the mind on one's health and ability to deal with disease so if we take this idea of rewiring the brain if we take the idea of transforming our brains we're looking at creating an incredible life for ourselves now let's let's talk to the cancer warriors who have had a diagnosis and how they can use this kind of neuroscience and this incredible way of managing our minds with managing a treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I very briefly touched on psychoneuroimmunology in the book. It's a it's a very very new field, so I haven't gone into it in detail. And that's you know one of the messages that I often end up giving when I'm speaking in South Africa is that people say what what's happening in the rest of the world? What's everybody else doing? But actually. South Africa is very advanced in in these sorts of medical things and that combination with the alternative. So absolutely stresses and resentments that we've, you know, held in our life and not dealt with through through psychotherapy can affect our immune system. And all of us are fighting little cancer cells all the time. And obviously, unfortunately, for some people, this reaches a point where it overwhelms our immune system. And so my view on this would be, that our physical, mental, emotional and spiritual health are massively interconnected. And as a former doctor, I am going to say that I don't advocate not taking all the physical treatment that you can have. I think if you can have chemo and surgery that, um, you know, this is people's lives we're talking about. So I, I do believe in both. But, you know, let's put the physical tr- medical treatment just to one side. The mental thing is about your attitude to any you know disease but also any sort of change or loss in your life and i speak a lot about abundance to me that's actually the first law of attraction thinking abundantly um as long as you're still there and you're still fighting you have a chance to change the situation that you're in and you know when i talk about visualization and people phone in to radio shows i always think you know what's someone going to say if they've got cancer or they've had cancer and mm-hmm. i'm overwhelmed by how many people say that visualization absolutely helped them through it And then emotionally, yes, I think, you know, having psychotherapy, talking to people, um, dealing with your emotions is really important because it does lead to physical disease. Um, And then spiritually, you know, something that can't be explained by physical, mental, emotional. There's something else. We all know what it is deep inside ourselves that that has to be right. And, you know, whether that's the people that are in your life, whether it's how you deal with things or how you feel about life. We've got to tackle all four of these things if we're going to fight something like cancer. Mm. Tara, you 
you mentioned in the book that you use these exercises all the time. So um, you were your eyesight was being affected, um, and someone recommended that you needed glasses. And you had done a little bit of research about um, I, I can't I didn't write down the name. It's some it's not avoidance or something, but it's using the brain. It's telling the brain that actually there isn't a deterioration happening, and actually that my eyes are going to be okay. And I and I love that everything that you've written about, everything that you teach, everything that you pass on, you are replying in your own life. Could you just expand on that, um, just so our listeners can get a better understanding of, of what that's all about? Sure. I I am like a sort of walking neuroplasticity experiment, and my <laughs> you know my poor family have to you know do things like that all the time as well, whether they want to or not. Um, Good. So I just want to be clear. I do wear glasses and contact lenses for like short sight, but um, because. I'm sort of in my 40s now. I went to the optician for the annual checkup and he's of Indian origin, same age as me. So we sort of look younger than we are. And he mm-hmm. said, you know, you are going to need reading glasses soon. And I just said, no, I'm not. And I, you know, when I'm looking at my phone, particularly, I want to move it further away because it feels like it would be easier to read. But I just didn't. And um, came back the following year and he spun around in his chair and he said, you haven't just stayed the same. Your scores have improved. And it's now five years since he told me that. That's such a tiny example of something that you can do. I was inspired by the um, experiment that was done on like, some groups of people in their 80s. I have a strong passion for, for the elderly and, yes. and resilient aging. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so these groups of people, one group just lived like normal. And then one group had to think about what it was like to be in their 60s for a week. And one group actually lived in homes that were changed to look like they did 20 years ago. They had photos of themselves from 20 years ago. They had their glasses and their walking sticks taken away if if they didn't use them 20 years ago. And in just one week, the two groups, even the group that just reminisced, but more so the group that lived like they did in their 60s, had improved vision and musculoskeletal coordination. I mean, that's mind-blowing, excuse the pun. It is. But why is that? It's because of the incredible impact of the mind, mind over matter. So it's the ability of the brain to actually change what happens in the body, depending on your abundant mindset. So your, so their brains were going back in years, the surroundings, the everything, and it was almost as if the brain was operating like it did 20 years before. Yeah. It's incredible. Really is incredible. Wow. I mean, that's, you know, the possibilities are endless. That's why I, I really, really love your book because as I said, all those years ago, the John Kehoe's, I followed and I, and I, and I, and I advocate, but to have the neuroscience behind it, to learn about our extraordinary brains and how they work and the possibility we all have at our fingertips if we just, as you say, just move out of autopilot and start to take control and realize what we have at our disposal. So I have to thank you, Tara, for writing a book, for sharing your knowledge, your expertise, wonderful examples. And I really, really um, encourage people to go along and, and, and buy this book, The Source, Open Your Mind, Change Your Life, because I do believe that people can change their lives. And I, and I think that your book is a, a fantastic tool. Thank you so much, Nikki. I really mean it. So thank you. And next time you're in South Africa, please contact us. We want you in the studio. I'd love that. Thank you. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Tara. Do you know, is it available at all bookstores here in South Africa? 
It should be available in bookstores and on Take-A-Lot. Right. Um, obviously, it's available in, on Amazon like worldwide, um, and it's available in hardback, audiobook, and Kindle. Wonderful, wonderful. Tara, thank you for your time. It's really, really been great chatting. We've got so much more to talk about, but as they say, all good things do come to an end. Thank you. Lots of love, <laughs> Oh, thank you, Tara. Go well. Bye-bye. Um, Dr. Tara Swant. And, you know, she's had incredible successes working with companies, working with people around the world, applying this. She calls it the source. So we didn't go into that much detail, but she says it's accessing the source um, and how the mind works and how the brain works that you will be able to realize your potential, that you'll be able to rewire the brain and use the brain, the mind. Um, to, to live the life that you really want, that you really deserve. But as she said, it's deciding what is it that you want, what is it that excites you, and looking at those vision boards and then finding out more about who you are, the journaling. And then she gives step-by-step examples on, on how to do it. So wishing you the very best of luck if this is the journey that you're on. Um, and especially, you know, with we talk about the challenges on the show. I'd be so interested to know if any of you have got feedback with regards to that. We're going to take a break. After the break, we're talking Jerusalem Marathon. I have got something very quickly to share with you about a, a couch potato app. Um, so stay with us. Um, we're going to be right back. This is LifeLinks with a DL link. And so we continue looking at the mind, looking at the body here on the DL Link Show. Bennett's Baby Bum Cream has just been awarded Product of the Year 2019 in the baby care category. And we are proud to be associated with the DL Link and value the tremendous work that they do. Bennett's Baby Bum Cream 300 gram tubs will be on special for just 62 Rand 99 at Pick and Pay stores nationwide from the 25th of Feb until the 3rd of March. You've really just got a few more days to go. It's a saving of 17 Rand per product. You know how quickly you go through those products. 62 Rand 99 for a tub um, of the Bennett's Baby Bum Cream and that's at Pick and Pay stores nationwide. So we're talking about, um, in this book as well, The Source, Tara talks about what exercise does, what it does for the brain, what correct eating does. And there was very a very interesting program. It's called the Couch Potato Program. And someone said that Kathy Kaler um, got involved in the Couch Potato Program. I don't know much about it, but it's kind of like the get up and go for ordinary people. And it's by Wanda, Wanda Thibodeau. Um, I hope I pronounced her surname correctly. Um, and it's the study that they did. And, and, and what they say is that movement molds who you are for the better and not just in terms of the size of your pants. So so um, they, they look at all of these like sitting around what it does for you, what it does for you mentally, what it does for you physically. But basically, researchers from the University of Montpellier in France conducted two survey based studies in the 90s. Um, and and the, the researchers followed these participants and had them take these surveys over and over again over 20 years. So it was 20 years later, um, and then they compared them. And when looking at the results, the researchers examined the big five personality traits, including extroversion, agreeableness, conscientiousness, openness, and neuroticism. And even after the researchers took differences in baseline personality and health into account, they found that those who weren't as physically active scored lower on all traits except neuroticism. 
So that's an incredible thing. These results demonstrate that regularly getting your body moving has an influence on your personality. So, you know, we're talking about the Jerusalem Marathon and we've had people come into the studio who've never run before and they've decided to start running and they just talk about these extraordinary experiences that they're having and the positive impact it has on their life. And and to link that up with the DL link is incredible um, because we're dealing with people who are fighting these terminal illnesses. And and so really what we want to stress is the importance of getting up and being physical and doing exercise and the incredible benefits that that has. So I have Shirley Cohen in the studio. She's going to be running in the Jerusalem Marathon in a couple of weeks' time. She has never run before and she's doing it. And she's doing 21 and a half kilometers. Is that not phenomenal? Shirley, I bow down. I mean, last week we had someone as well who, who, who has never run before. Now she, she's running and, and that's you. Why? I always go, why? Gosh, Nikki. It, yeah, what a, what a journey it's been, really. It's just been so incredible. Because your journey isn't the physical journey. That's just a part of your journey, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So there's so many. So can you sort of relate to this couch potato study that, that being active changes things? 100%. I can tell you that tell I'm us. a much nicer. I'm a much, I'm a better mom. Are you? And I'm sure, I'm hoping a better wife. Um, my husband can vouch for that, but I'm definitely, my mood, my spirit, I just, it just is so different when you are physically active. And I know that if I don't, I'm just, I'm an absolute misery. So let's rewind. You hit a pivotal period in your life yes. when you were retrenched. You were the company for five years yes. and you were retrenched. And instead of walking away and going, okay, that was a job, everything, your self-worth, your belief in, so everything went with it. Yes, and you hit a, a terrible low. Absolutely. Um, so about six months ago, um, there was a massive retrenchment. I was working for a corporate company. And uh, we kind of knew that things were in the pipeline, but we weren't 100% sure of how badly people would be affected. And from a department of 60 people, 50 of us were marked unsafe. And sure. I was one of them. Unsafe. Unsafe as in, as in potentially, potentially going to be retrenched. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, and it was a very, very difficult time. I think it's very different when you kind of hear of all these things going on and there's mutterings in the, in the corridors and things like that. And when it actually happens in the end, when you receive that letter, mm. it's really tough. Must have been gutted. Yeah, absolutely. And so how did it affect you as a mom, as a wife? Just so as you a know person. what it's like. I mean, the responsibilities of having a family and paying school fees and medical aid and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. It was very difficult. It really, really knocked me. Um, but there were incredible things that happened from that process. Um, a friend of mine had created uh, an incredible course called Mastering Happiness, which I took on. Um, she literally sent me uh, a WhatsApp with this with this course that she was giving. And she said, look, I really want you to, to come in and, uh, and participate. I really think you'll benefit from it. And it was literally the weekend before we were receiving our letters. So it was all hanging in the balance. We really just, we did not know where we stood. And my husband turned to me and said, you know what? It's a cost implication, but we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And I did it and I haven't looked back since. What did you, what did it teach you? So it just taught me just how resilient I am and how the power of the mind and if and setting goals, how important it is to set goals. Um, I'd never really been that kind of goal centric type of person. Mm-hmm. And it was just it really just opened my eyes and it just made me want to do something more, you know. Um it really was 
a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of an existential crisis, I guess, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, what is my purpose here? What am I doing with my life? When, you're, when your comfort zone, when you get that shift in your comfort zone, it really just makes you look at things and just reassess. Well, it's a wakey-wakey, isn't it? Absolutely. We don't ask for it. Yeah. But it comes. And, um, and so that was a, it was an important course that you went on because it showed you that you had this inner resilience. Absolutely. And so what led you then to taking part in the Jerusalem Marathon? So there were several things that kind of went on. Um, I had taken a few months before the retrenchment had sort of come through and before I'd made my commitment to the Jerusalem Marathon. There was a lady sitting next to me on my way to Cape Town. I was going down for a, a work function. And she had a tattoo at the back of her head. And it, it had to be Bishop that this woman was sitting next to me because as she leaned forward, she wasn't a very good flyer, so it was kind of easy to sort of be distracted by her. Um, and I looked across, and, and as she leaned forward, I saw at the back of her head she had this, this tattoo that said, Know Your Worth. And that has stuck with me through the retrenchment process and just through, you know, what is your purpose? Uh-huh. What do you bring to the table? Whether uh-huh. it's in a work environment, whether it's to your family, whether it's to your community, what do you contribute? And so when I was out of this whole comfort zone and my, everything had sort of shifted for me, I thought I want to challenge myself. I want to see what I can do physically, mentally. Um, I'd heard of, of friends of mine that had taken on this Jerusalem Marathon before and they'd run it before and they, they said it was just an incredible experience and something you have to do. A friend of mine said to me the other day, it's on his bucket list. And I just thought, okay, it's a challenge. I've got family in Israel I'd love to see. And I thought, great, I'm doing it. Hmm. I'll do it. Let me try. What's the worst can happen? And when you made up the mind, I'm doing it? So I made up my mind. And, and if you know me well, you know that I don't ever not finish what I start. Okay. So I thought, I'm going through with this. And initially I said, I'll do 10 kilometers. And then when I joined the group of Samson Tevez on the Sunday, um, the lady said, no, 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 you're actually going to do 21 with us. <laughs> and I thought... Okay, what a joke! Let's go. That's let's so go. funny. Yeah. Here's the challenge. Okay, you let's said, go. "Okay, let's go." Yeah. Fine. So I did it. So so I started training, and I was very focused, and I was sort of juggling between looking for work at the same time and exercising, and got into the training, and I box, I do um, boxing at True Combat, and I uh, started running. The furthest I'd ever run was 12 kilometers. And from then it just, I just added on the kilometers and just kept going one step mm, at a time. Mm. And everything just opened up for you. Absolutely. In the best possible way. Amazing. I love that. I love that. So let's take a quick break, Shirley, um, and we'll hear more after the break. This is Life Links with a DL Link. 101.9 Hi FM. Good afternoon. I'm Nikki Seberini. You know, I love, I love hosting this show, um, because we get to speak to experts who open our minds and show us what is possible. And then we get to speak to people who open our minds and show us what's possible when they just make up their mind to do something extraordinary. So our two guests have, have done just that. Shirley Cohn in the studio talking about the, hitting a, a wall in her life and then just climbing over it. Shirley, that's it. You know, you got a ladder and, and you climbed over it. And so you've just shown me. So this is all fundraising. So that's what you're doing. So how does it work? You join Team DL Link and then you've got to raise your funds. Right. So the aim is obviously to try and raise as much money as we can. Um, 
as much as we can, preferably before the marathon, but it can continue if needs be. And the point is just to raise as much money for Dialink. So you took the initiative and you made these sweat towels. Yes. When your legs can't run anymore, run with your heart. Right. And you're selling them at the King David. There's a big walk at the zoo yes, on, Sunday, on Sunday. And yes. you're selling them a hundred rond. Yes. Per sweat towel, yes. and 100% of the proceeds goes to the DL yes. link. So I've I managed mean, to get them sponsored, which is fantastic. People have just been incredible. Um, and I've managed to do two lots of, of prints for this. And amazing. It's been amazing. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. And for those who aren't going to be at the, the walk, can they still? Absolutely. Can they have um, a schwitz towel for the Jerusalem yes, Marathon? Of course. Fabulous. Fabulous. Absolutely. And the book? So the book is by David Zadel. Um, it's called Life on the Run. Um, David has given me 10 of these copies to, to sell at the run as well. And they'll be available for 120 rand. Fabulous. I wish you every success. Thank you. Really. Surely enjoy. Enjoy every experience, every moment of it. Thank um, you. just incredible that you've opened yourself to this. Thanks so much for joining oh, thank us. Thank you very much. Um, Michael Becker, um, is in the studio. He is, well, he's a comrades marathon runner. So they kind of have a more laissez-faire approach when it comes to marathon running or maybe not. I mean, maybe that's just my assumption. Michael is a, a, a partner at Oracle Brokers. He's a Jerusalem marathon runner and he's a DL link angel. Michael, welcome. Thank you very much. Lovely to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks so much. you ran the Comrades Marathon. I, I always have, I'm re- really humbled by people who can do something like that. Yeah, um, I did my first one last year. Um, I watched it, I generally watch it every year. And in 2017, once I'd, I'd seen it, I decided that was it. Um, I'm going to run it in 2018. And we put in, obviously, a lot of hard work, many hours on the road. Sure. But we got there. And um, we finished in time. It was an f- absolutely fantastic day. Great experience. Oh, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. So, so tell us the link with the Jerusalem Marathon and so, being a dear link angel. Absolutely. So for me, once I'd done comrades and continued to train and run marathons, I decided that this was something I wanted to do. And obviously, um, yeah, I was in a position to do so. And what had happened subsequently was when my wife was supporting me at Comrades, she decided that she would also take up running. She was feeling left out. Absolutely. I don't blame her. From someone who, who really uh, hadn't run one kilometer, she is now up to 21 kilometers. Another one. Another I one. I can't believe She it. has already run five oh, in preparation for Jerusalem. She was. And uh, it's just wonderful. So, you know. Uh, that's how this this running came about, um, and obviously my connection is quite personal because I lost my dad just over three years ago. Sorry. And thank you. And um, you know the deal link was there for me all the way in my family, mm-hmm. from making sure there was lifts if we needed or food for Shabbos, as well as a big part was obviously the counselling. Um, you know, uh, mm. pre my dad passing away as well as post and all the support that they gave to myself and my family. And subsequently, unfortunately, 18 months later, my mom-in-law passed away oh, from cancer as well. Sorry. And the DL Link once again were there from the start. And I've just been absolutely fantastic. So you've got such a connection. Absolute connection. So for you to be taking part in the marathon is... Wonderful. But you're not really, are you? Because no, you I'm injured not. yourself, you silly man. Un- unfortunately. <laughs> I did a marathon uh, at the beginning of February. And at about 13 kilometers, my ankle gave up. Ouch. So it turns out I have a fracture oh. um, there. So uh, on doctor's orders, unfortunately, well, I can't run, but I'm still going. And, you know, I've decided to do the five-kilometer walk 
so at least it's something with your kids with my kids while so your act- wife does that absolutely the 21 kilometer and i'll be there supporting her Brilliant. so it's my chance I, to give I, back. I think you should be on the side with some inner jade and some absolutely. water like absolutely. she did you absolutely. know for you <laughs> all, all the races absolutely. oh mark that's just wonderful yes. and that your kids get to experience that with you is very very special correct i think that's the biggest thing for me now that you know i can walk with my kids and let them experience it love it love yeah. it listen yeah. quickly before i say sure. goodbye to you we, we wanted to look at the cover mm. um, with 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 DL Link Warriors mm. and and having cover for um, you know this a, a kind of a, a illness like cancer. Sure. sure. Perhaps you can just expand yeah, on that. Yeah, uh, just just very briefly. I mean, the stats have just come out a few weeks ago, and obviously the number one is cancer. Mm. Um, the figures are. They're alarming. They're yeah. absolutely frightening. Mm. And I always say, being in the industry to my clients is just to make sure that firstly you've got enough cover. Um, and secondly, to make sure it's, you know, the most comprehensive that you can get. Because, you know, cancer, a lot of people think it only affects older people and it's only going to happen, I don't know, in your 60s, 70s. But unfortunately, and, and as, as I've alluded to, if you look at the childhood, you know, the, the child statistics that just came out last week, very, very frightening. Really? No, Child terrible. statistics. Oh, terrible, terrible. Awful. So it's just to make sure that everyone's covered. Correctly. So, covered, so it's, it's a dreaded disease Absolutely. cover. And Absolutely. it's not something you should put off for tomorrow. And no. it's not that we want to live in fear. No. It's just peace of mind, Absolutely. actually. Absolutely. So that's what we should be looking Absolutely. at. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm glad you're in the studio to remind us of sure. that. Absolutely. Thank you, Thank Mark. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And listen, we need people to sponsor these fantastic runners, these people who are contributing, they're training, they're giving back so much. Um, if you would like to sponsor Sponsor Shirley or Mike on their run. Go to the dllink.co.za forward slash donate. Do it now. And just a reminder, as I said at the beginning of the show, that after today, you know, it's the financial year that ends today. So if you want your 18A, your Section 18A tax exempt certificate for uh, making a contribution or a sponsorship, do it today. ASAP. www.dllink.co.za forward slash donate. Thank you so much for being with me. I loved being with you. Um, Shirley, thank you. Michael, thank you. Great thank having you. you on the show. From me, Nikki Seberini, until next week, goodbye. This is Lifelinks with a DL Link.